All right. I'm wondering how many of you are going to make this same declaration that my next guest did. I want to read out the punchline of his recent column because I'm going to create the same zone at my house. He says, as I hand out candy on October 31st, I won't be judgmental of your kids if they come to my door costumed as Iroquois or Crusaders or Arab sheiks. But they'd better not show up dressed as a school board member because that's really offensive. I will have a judgment-free door as well. If you want to have an offensive costume, a so-called politically incorrect offensive costume for your child on Halloween, come to my door. You will get candy regardless, and I won't even nag you a bit. Is it really coming down to this? It appears to be. Dr. Jerry Bowler is Senior Fellow at the Frontier Center for Public Policy, and he joins me now. Jerry, thanks so much for being with me. Have we got you now? I got you. Ah, that, I, I loved your column. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But we're going to have to walk through and just talk about how, how serious is this? How seriously do parents have to take the fact that they might get judged by their, their neighbors or their, or their people at work or the ki- teachers at school for, for the costume that they put their kids in? I doubt very much if they'll hear anything from neighbors. Uh, they might hear something from schools or, or employment because these places are infested by what in the article I called the umbrage industry which are people who are paid to be offended on behalf of other people. Um, These are the diversity coordinators and uh, equity officers and so on. But really, this is not a serious argument. The notion that a child's costume is is going to offend, A, because it's uh, cultural appropriation, or B, because it's an insult to somebody else's culture, uh, really uh, comes out from people who... uh, too much time on their hands. Well, where have you... Give us some of the examples, because you go through a whole variety of them, and I just, as I was listening, as you were listing them off, I thought, is this for real? Are people really raising these kinds of concerns? Give us some of the examples that you've seen. Well, they are. There's uh, school boards um, in Ontario that are, in fact, abolishing uh, costumes altogether, uh, in case any of them could be uh, offensive. Uh, You're warned against um, using another culture, um, which is to say um, some other ethnic group or an occupation such as terrorist on the theory that uh, our, our nation's uh, uh, pirates or, or cutthroaters might somehow be offended. Um, there's a college in the United States that uh, is so worried about people wearing a sombrero that might insult uh, Mexicans that they banned hats altogether so that uh, you have to come to a costume party uh, in a bare head. And I love the way you put it. If you wanted to dress your, your kid up as a cat in a hat, you wouldn't be able to because they wouldn't be able to wear the hat. No. Uh, and, of course, uh, fake weapons are also a no-no. So you have to take your uh, your little uh, Star Wars um, kid's uh, laser uh, saber away from them. So you can't dress as a, a Jedi warrior. You also mentioned no, no couldn't dress as uh, one of the Roman centurions. There's probably a whole range of costumes you wouldn't be able to wear if you had weapons. couldn't be a cowboy. I, I really am at a loss for anything that you could dress on, dress as, perhaps as a ghost. I mean, uh, the the dead might not uh, be in a position to object. Although then you might be offending atheists who don't think that there's anything <laughs> afterlife. believe in the afterlife. I yeah, I, lo- yeah. I, I love this one, too. So you've got, uh, you, you have this quote from a parent saying, well, my son or daughter is going to go as a Superman or, uh, or a minion. But you know what? Um, isn't a minion like a subservient slave? Wouldn't that also be something that well, someone exactly, would take offense yeah. to? Uh, and and uh, not only that, uh, it, it ties into the whole uh, Hollywood um, uh, commercialization business. And uh, I don't think it's any better for your kids to dress up 
in that as it is uh, to disguise them as a, a geisha or a dragon. Uh, the one that really surprised me is a hobo. Like I seemed to, as you were going through this list, I thought, oh gee, like my brother and I used to pay, play cowboys and Indians all the time. I'm pretty sure he would have gone as a cowboy. Uh, as a hobo, that is just the easiest costume that you can have because you can just put a little a sack of like a kerchief on the back of a stick and put dirt on your face and you're uh, good yes, to go. But, but you're insulting the homeless community, you see. So that's uh, that's quite out. So that one's off as well. Yep. Does, does it matter? Does it matter to kids that parents are getting, uh, not parents, but teachers, adults, are, are getting this paranoid about political correctness? Does it matter? No, it certainly doesn't matter to kids. Because for kids, this is a time of fantasy. This is a time for being something else, for, for taking on a costume you know, that for a second makes them in, into a, a princess or, or a buccaneer. And really, for most ordinary people, it's, it's not offensive either. I mean, do you honestly hear Polynesians complaining that uh, people are showing up in a Moana costume? Or, or Japanese complaining that someone comes to the door as a samurai or a geisha? You do end up most of it being by proxy. First Nations community might be different because we've been seeing that they've been raising issues of cultural appropriation now in this country for at least a, a year now, or maybe longer. So that might be the one area where you would have people from the community saying, hey, don't do that. But you're right. I don't know if there's many Japanese who would, uh, who would object if you dress up your daughter in a kimono. It's true, and, and I'd, I'd really like an hour or so of your time to talk about a cultural appropriation and how the fact we, we commit it uh, a million times a day. I know we, we speak a language that's made up out of uh, Latin and Germanic and uh, Indonesian and, and native names. You know, we, we use technology that's developed all around the world. We eat uh, Chinese food and Thai food and German food. We, culturally appropriate every second of the day. Well, isn't it interesting? Because isn't that what multiculturalism is supposed to be? That isn't you... it supposed to be? I thought in diversity there was strength, but apparently not. So what is what is cultural appropriation now turning into? I, I just use that word because it's I've heard it so much, I haven't even really analyzed whether or not it's an appropriate term to use because it does seem like you're basically saying we're going to keep people separate. Come here and only j the Japanese are dressed as in Komodos and only those in the First Nations communities can de dress as an Indian princess. And that seems to be a little bit offside with what it is that we're trying to build as a society. Exactly. Uh, cultural appropriation is really um, a weaponized form of uh, identity politics, and it, it's brought out only to attack people uh, for something. Uh, if, if someone accuses you of cultural appropriation, ask if they're wearing trousers. Uh, if so, they'd better be coming from a, uh, a Celtic or a Germanic background. Um, Otherwise, um, what, what language are they speaking? Uh, English is you know, a language with a history of all kinds of uh, additions to it. Uh, it's, um, it's nothing that is meant uh, to insult or degrade um, the way ordinary people use it. Do you think that, that we've reached a point where people are, are tired of being of being nagged at and tired of being judged in this way? Or do you think we're just going to head down to the point where you're only going to be able to have color days at, at, uh, at Halloween parties where black and orange? Um, I don't think we've reached peak umbrage yet. But uh, certainly as long as, as, as these um, people get away with it, um, then yes. So the, you know, if schools continue to ban um, Halloween or Christmas, then we're, then we're going to see more of it. If... Um, Talk show hosts and professors and parents 
get upset and start fighting back, then maybe we won't see more of it. All right, Jerry Bowler, yours is going to be a fun place to be at tomorrow during Halloween. <laughs> Thanks for your time I'll be today. There. <laughs> Jerry Bowler is a Winnipeg historian, senior fellow at the Think Tank, a Frontier Center for Public Policy, and he's not going to be judgy. So I'd like to know from you how are there. Are there Halloween costumes that you think are off limits that you just say absolutely not or you just think everybody's making too big a deal out of this?